It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Down the right wing side, Hurdle will throw it back to Burns, who shoots. Stick save made by Holtby, who's been sharp so far. Now Barabon up at the near side, twists it to Meyer, shoots, score! That might have gotten chipped in front, but Timo Meyer just throws it to the net, turning, and with great power from the right wing circle, put it toward the goal and went upstairs on Holtby. Sharks lead 1-0 at 8.30 on period number one. And if that goal is Meyer's, it's his 100th. We'll have to wait and see how it got deflected in front. All right, good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday. We are waking up winners after the San Jose Sharks took care of business last night against the Dallas Stars, a high-quality 2-1 win. And to see the Sharks come out and really take care of business like that with James Reimer back in the lineup, you really appreciated what you saw. It was just, it was what the Sharks are supposed to do. They are supposed to beat the teams they are better than. I am not taking anything away from the Dallas Stars, but I do look at them as not being as good as the Sharks. And the Sharks are also at home. They've won two out of three at home to start off this seven-game homestand. And you feel good about where you are going into two days off before you're back at it Tuesday night against the Kraken. But we look right now at the San Jose Sharks, where they stand big picture in the Pacific Division. 15 wins, 12 losses, one overtime loss, 31 points in fourth place in the Pacific Division. 7-5-1 at home, 8-7-0 on the road. They are just one point back of third place Edmonton, four points back of second place Anaheim, and five points back of first place Calgary. So this is an interesting time for the Sharks as they continue to just be a little bit better than a bubble team. I think we can consider them that right now. And with the fact that they're three games better than 500, you do like what you're seeing from them up to this point. And, you know, I think I saw somebody tweet it last night that the Sharks are on place for roughly, you know, a 90-point season. Is that going to be enough? I don't know, but it's better than what the alternative conversation was a year ago. If we look at the wild card standings right now in the West, we do see the San Jose Sharks in the mix in the West right now. They are in third place, so they would be on the outside looking in, but I do appreciate that they're tied in points with Winnipeg, only one back of Colorado, and let's see where they are after this big, big stretch of home games during the month of December. Like I've said many, many times, you look at back at what the Sharks are doing in these critical moments of the season, are they passing or failing the tests? And I think that invariably you have to look at them as passing. You've had the COVID test, three, two, and one. You've had five game road trips in which they've gone three and two on two of them. You have had them overall being over 500. You've had them being able to weather storms and beat good teams. This is exactly what you were hoping for and maybe even a best case scenario if the Sharks weren't going to be 
everything that you thought they could be. You know, it's the old look back and try and figure it out game, but right now the Sharks, I think, are exceeding a lot of people's expectations. Maybe your expectations are higher. Maybe you thought this team was going to be a playoff team. Maybe you thought that they were going to be able to get things done, but I look at them as a team that is going to have to prove it all year long that they are worthy until they are actually into the playoffs, and there's not going to be a stretch where they can coast. There are simply going to be stretches where they are going to be offered the opportunity to perform, and that's where they are right now, and I feel like they are performing. I look overall at the team performance last night. They were gritty. They played mistake-free hockey. The penalty kill was much improved from one game ago. They were able to make the smart, simple passes. They had high-caliber performances from guys like Eric Carlson, one of your best players, playing like your best player. Tomas Hurdle, one of your best players, playing like one of your best players. Timo Meyer, one of your best players, playing like your best players. So when you have those things working for you, when everybody is chipping in, yeah, you only score two goals, so it's not like you're going to get tons of offensive production. But even though Timo wasn't scoring in this game, he did add two assists. Even though James Reimer hadn't played in you know almost two weeks, he comes out there and has a fantastic performance. Even though Kevin LeBanc had to leave the game with an injury, you had other guys step up, and Bob Bugner was able to make adjustments and get guys to perform at a high level. That is a team performance. Everyone had a hand in the win. Middleton, after getting called for three penalties the game before, he comes back with a much cleaner performance. I mean, these little things, these corrections overall, are the things that you need to do to get yourself into the playoffs if you are a quote-unquote bubble team or a team that's not one of the upper upper echelon or top-tier teams in the NHL, of which the Sharks are not until they prove that they are. Now, when all is said and done, the Sharks, listen, anything is possible. I'm not going to deny that, but for the time being, I am viewing them as a team that has to prove it every single game. And I feel like more often than not, they have proved it that they are quote-unquote worthy. But when you get a look at a game like that where the Stars come in, maybe not quite desperate, but they've been handed some losses even after a recent hot spell and they got the bad news that Ben Bishop is really, you know, seeing his career coming to an end, which is just so sad, by the way. You never want to see a guy's career come to an end out of their control because Ben Bishop, just a remarkable goalie, so much fun to watch. So, you know, that's unfortunate for him. But, you know, there was some emotion coming into this game for Dallas. And it's also Joe Pavelski returning back to, you know, where he made his name and where he racked up so many incredible numbers and put forth so many incredible performances for the Sharks. There was, again, emotion entering that game last night for Dallas. And they came out hot in the first period. But the Sharks, much to their credit and much to the credit of James Reimer, they were able to absorb it. They were able to take the blows. They were able to keep themselves in that game and deal with the emotion and the intensity from Dallas. You go up one nothing. You're feeling good after the first period. You break the streak of giving up goals first in five consecutive games. If you want to talk about one adjustment that's maybe bigger than all the rest, and I don't know if this is so so much an adjustment as it is just you know executing the way you would hope to, but not falling behind goes a long way for a team like the Sharks because they don't always have the offensive firepower to chase back into a game, and they don't always have the offensive firepower to play catch-up. Certain nights, yes, 
They are going to be able to shift that momentum heavy from one side to the other, but I don't think that should be your strategy. Your strategy should be to get that first goal, and I don't think that's some rocket surgery type analysis. You just need to score, put yourself in the position where you can dictate the tempo of the game, and I felt like even though Dallas did come out trying to dictate, trying to set the course, trying to be the team that was going to be in control of the game, the Sharks were able to manage it and also help James Reimer get back into his game because he had a huge performance. I, you know, I looked at him watching and just reacting and making athletic saves. Whatever was was nagging him, as we did learn, it was more of an injury than an illness type situation. But whatever his issue was, he kept himself ready to go. He was making athletic saves, quick reaction times, doing things that were just like he had never left. When we only give up one goal, I mean, that's, I mean, what a stud to come out and be right back where he left off, right? I mean, I did not know what Reimer was going to be last night, and I don't think anybody would have held it against him if he had been a little bit rusty. But the fact that he came out with no rust, the fact that he came out playing exactly how he left off, that to me is exactly what you expect to see from a team that gets into the playoffs because they did what they were supposed to do. Reimer, no excuses. The big players got the points. Everybody chipped in when there was an injury. You had corrections from one game prior, and they took care of business in a winnable game against a team that, in my opinion, going into this was a team that they should beat. When when you're taking care of your business like that, when you're beating the teams that you should beat, when you're racking up those wins at home, that to me is very, very impressive in terms of creating a mentality where you are going to get that high-level performance, where you are going to have a level of expectation from one game to the next. No, you can't beat everyone, and sometimes you do run into a Minnesota who is red hot, and there's not much that you're going to be able to do against them. But, you know, like they did last Tuesday, they beat Calgary, a very good team. I don't know that that was a quote-unquote game that you expect to win, but you expect to win home games. And so you expected it to be a battle and they beat Calgary. Okay. The next game, they follow that up with a loss against Minnesota, but then they come right back last night with that win against Dallas. You've got Seattle coming up on Tuesday night. In my mind, that is a game you expect to win. Then you have Vancouver on Thursday night. Again, that is a game you expect to win. Then you get four days off in which I imagine there will be some important practice time because if there's one thing that Jamie Baker beat into my head over and over and over over the years that we spent talking about hockey is he would tell me that I did not truly understand the importance of practice in the midst of the season. And well, you know what? I I maybe never will understand that point, but I understand how much it meant to Jamie Baker. And if he was telling me that often how important practice in the middle of the year was, then I was going to pay attention. But then you get those couple days of practice, you're back at it against Vancouver again, and then Edmonton, and then you get another three-day break for the Christmas holiday. You go to Anaheim, and what at that point will be one of the biggest games of the year. What can you get done against them? And then you close out the month with Arizona and Philadelphia. Again, in terms of important stretches right now for the Sharks, this is huge. They are two out of three in their first three home games on this homestand. I think you have to expect you beat Seattle. You also have to expect that you beat Vancouver both of those games. Edmonton, a little up in the air. Anaheim, up in the air. Arizona and Philadelphia, you have to expect to win those games. But if you walk away from the stretch where you play 9 out of 10 at home and you have 7 wins there, I think the Sharks are going to feel pretty good about themselves. But that's a, you know we're nowhere near that yet. We don't know what exactly they're going to do over the course of this stretch. But by winning 2 out of their first 3, I like where it's headed. 
I like what they've been able to do because, in my opinion, they were two very hard games right off the bat against Calgary and Minnesota. They were able to win one of them, and then they win the game that they felt like they should win or I felt like they should win against Dallas. That sets up well for what's coming over the next three games in particular, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Seattle or Vancouver, but both those teams have worse records than the Sharks, and both those teams, in my opinion, are not as good as the Sharks and are teams that the Sharks should beat. Now, as for Calgary, that's a little bit of a different discussion right now, excuse me, for Edmonton, because they've lost five in a row and they're having some real trouble right now. So we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what they turn into uh, in that game against the Sharks because they might walk into that one in a desperate situation. But if you take care of the business in the games that you should win, in my opinion, then you know the Sharks are going to be in a good position after this homestand. Now, James Reimer overall, watching him come into that game last night, like I said, if he had been rusty, nobody would have been freaking out. But he came in and played the type of game that he's been expecting to play and the type of game that he was signed to play. I mean, obviously, Bob Bugner knew his game very well, and Reimer has been an absolute huge part of the Sharks' success up to this point of the year. Same thing with Aiden Hill. And you see the way that the defense has responded. Because last year, I think there were times where Martin Jones gave up soft goals, or even the last couple of years, where soft goals were given up and the defense would kind of slump their shoulders because it's like this defensive effort is going for naught if we can't get that type of reaction or if we can't get the proper reaction from our goalie. And I think this year that the defense at times has lifted up the goalies and the goalies have lifted up the defense. And it has to be that kind of a relationship where one hand is feeding the other. I know that that can be a little bit too, you know, maybe even naive sounding where it's, you know, all for one and one for all. But you know what? That that makes a difference to me, especially if if the defense isn't having their greatest period, for instance, or even isn't having their greatest just sequence and the goalie makes the stop, that makes the defense want to try harder. And when the defense plays great in front of the goalie, that makes the goalie want to play that much harder. And I do think it is that type of a symbiotic relationship, or not even symbiotic, but just complementary, supplementary, however you want to view it, one hand feeds the other. It's a back and forth. It's not even a give and take. It's like a give and give. It's like the harder that one side plays for the other, the harder that the other side wants to play for the other. And so you just get a positive feedback loop. And you see better performances out there on the ice. So watching Reimer in that way was awesome last night. As for Timo Meyer, I mean, the guy just keeps on making things happen out there on the ice. And that's that's the important thing. And Timo's going to join us here on the other side in a couple of minutes. But when you watch Timo Meyer playing so confidently, the thing that I really notice about Timo right now, and I think you're also seeing a little bit of this from Noah Gregor, but with Timo Meyer. He's playing with just extreme confidence. And it's something I talked about with Drew Remenda on his latest episode of the Drew Remenda Show, which if you're not listening to that on the Sharks Audio Network, he's done three episodes already this year. Really interesting conversations. But when a player is playing with confidence, it means that they have the belief in themselves. They have the belief from their coaching staff. They're not afraid. They don't think they're going to be chastised for trying something. They're putting themselves in a position to succeed. And Timo Meyer from whatever message was given to him through the offseason, you know, he's looking like the potential superstar we all see him as being. And I think that he's on pace to have an exceptional year this year. He's on pace to continue his, you know, upward ascent into being one of the premier players in the NHL. And I think that when all is said this year, people are going to be talking about Timo Meyer in a different light because, again, he is making things happen out there on the ice. And I think the ability to try things, 
to put pucks on the net. It's not just that he's more willing to try it. It's that he's finding himself in a better position. It's that he's finding himself in the right scenarios where he's bought into the system. He's using his physicality. He's using his speed. He's using his power. And lo and behold, it's paying off. And when you watch the way he gets two assists last night, that doesn't happen by accident. That's Timo Meyer continuing to play the game that he has played all year long. And when you put pucks on the net, when you get high danger opportunities, when you get the team in a good position, Timo Meyer is able to thrive in those situations, which will allow Tomas Hurdle to thrive when they are paired together, which has allowed, you know, Jonathan Dolan, or whether it's been Logan Couture, whatever it's been, you know, Timo Meyer is elevating the game of those around him, just as guys who have played with Timo have elevated his game. And now we're watching this relationship build more with whoever's out there on the ice with Timo Meyer. It's really fun to watch. And then Eric Carlson. I mean, listen, I will tell you time and time again, I understand he is a polarizing figure within the Sharks community. I understand why he is polarizing, but the way he is playing right now with 10 points in his last 10 games and the fact that he, I mean, this was what was so frustrating to me is I remember on media day this year, Carlson walks in and he's, he's like glowing with energy. You know, I've, I've had many interactions with Eric Carlson over the years. I've always found him to be very pleasant. I've always found him to be, you know, really easy to deal with. And I, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the guy just because he's so good with the media and he's such a fun player to watch when he's on his game. But we all know that he has not been consistently on his game and, or there have been injuries. You know, he came with the Sharks in 1819 and until that groin injury popped up, I was really, really happy with what he was bringing. And then even during the playoffs, I believe he was their leading point scorer, uh, even when dealing with the injury. So Eric Carlson, when he was healthy enough, he was getting it done. And then in 2019-2020, the pandemic-shortened season, or cut-off season, as the next season was shortened as well. But, you know, he was their leading point scorer, I believe, when he went down with that thumb injury that ended his season. So still getting it done, obviously. Last year, it was a down year for him for whatever reason. You know, things happen. I'm not going to hold that against him too much because I think that it was a weird year, 56 games. The Sharks were not playing well. I don't know if his motivation wavered. I don't know if he was maybe not as honest about where his health was. I, I don't know. But I do know that he's in form this year. And anyway, go back to, to media day this year. And he comes in and he's just buzzing and he looks like he's in good shape. And I was looking at him and just thinking, he's going to have a year. I mean, just it was such a markedly different energy than what I had seen from him previously. And I was like, man, this guy is going to have a year. And he gets off to a great start of the season. And then, boom, he gets COVID. And he was one of the guys that didn't, you know, just get COVID with a positive test. He was symptomatic. And so it took something out of him for a bit, which I felt I, I could have imagined how frustrated he had been because he had clearly worked really, really hard over the offseason to put himself in a position to thrive, and it was paying off in those first few games of the season, and then, boom, he's out with COVID. It's like, come on. you got to be kidding me. But to his credit, he's suddenly playing like the superstar Eric Carlson again. And I, I love watching this. 10 points in 10 games. Just, I mean, that goal he scored last night... Well, listen, I'll let Dan Rusinowski tell you about it. So it's back in the shark zone now with 3.40 to go in the second period. And Barabanov will skate out with speed. Put it off the boards to Meyer. Moves in down the right side, across the line, puts on the brakes, dropped it back. Eric Carlson shoots, star! Eric Carlson puts it up in the air. The Sharks had traffic in front, and it goes up top. San Jose 2, and Dallas nothing, and that's a big goal with 3.32 left in the second period. I mean, that was a strike. That puck exploded off his stick. 
and I'm just sitting up there at the media level, and I just kind of did a, whoa. Like, that puck exploded off of his stick. You know, I don't think anyone had a chance of stopping that one. It was on target, just blows through everybody, and then boom. That ends up being the game-winning goal for Carlson. He's playing with confidence. The team is playing with confidence around him. You've got a 2-0 lead at that point. You you were able to keep playing that really tight defense and put yourself in a position to continue thriving. I loved it. I thought that everything about that performance from Eric Carlson last night, also playing really sound defense, making the high-quality passes, just watching him recapture the form that we associate with Eric Carlson, to me, is one of the most fun aspects about this because when Eric Carlson is on top of his game, he's easily one of the more entertaining players in the league. And I think that you're watching him kind of recapture a little bit of that skating and puck uh, transporting from one end of the ice to the other. I think that there's a lot of things that maybe his confidence went down a little bit in when he was having more trouble in terms of his numbers on the ice that are looking like they're popping up once again. And it's really fun to watch him out there. You're excited when Eric Carlson has the puck. You're excited when he's being set up with a shot. And I think that, you know, while we watch this momentum build with him, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a fun ride, right? I, I think the Sharks, more than anything, is that they have proven through 28 games of the year is that they're not just going away. It's not one stretch of games. It wasn't just the 4-0 start. It wasn't just the COVID Sharks. It wasn't just one nice road trip. I, this is more and more the reality that we are looking at with the Sharks is that they might not be world beaters right now, and they've proven that they can beat anybody and on the other side lose to anybody, but more often than not, they're racking up more wins than losses. They're getting performances from their best players. They've improved aspects of their game from one year ago, and it is yielding better results. It's yielding a, re- a better level of hockey on the ice. And it's more fun for all of us to watch. I mean, if you want to get down to the core of it, we all want to be entertained. And the Sharks are bringing us all that entertainment. All right. On the other side, we are going to talk to Timo Meyer, and we're going to get into more of that post-game reaction. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. All right, we are with Timo Meyer after the Sharks. 2-1 win over the Dallas Stars. Timo, man, another nice night for you, racking up the points, playing with great confidence right there. Do you feel as confident as you look on the ice right now? Um, yeah, honestly, uh, you know, I think it's a it's a good team team effort, a uh, big win. How we uh, stuck with it, you know, got tight at the end, but then we uh, we battled it to, to get those uh, two points. And I think, uh, you know, for me personally, obviously, you know, I thought probably tonight could have had a couple of goals to where I gripped the stick a little uh, too too hard. But uh, yeah, overall, I think uh, we're doing well as a team. You're putting the puck on net a lot more this year than you were last year. Is that something that you're just trying to do, or do you think that you're creating more opportunities that are allowing you to get more looks? Yeah, I've always been a player that likes to do that. I think this year, you know, the coach gives me more chances, uh, you know, puts me in those uh, situations where I can create and, uh, you know, put my strength on the ice. So I think that's nice. And, uh, yeah, hopefully they're going to go in. And, uh, you know, I think it's uh, it always creates stuff when you uh, put pucks on that, but you got to choose uh, wisely sometimes. Too. 
Previous five games, you guys had given up the first goal tonight. You guys strike first. How big was that just in dictating the overall momentum of the game? Uh, we, we knew we had to come out better in the first uh, than in the previous games. Uh, so that was the main focus for our, for our team. And uh, we, we did that tonight. And I thought our effort level was was really high. We uh, we battled hard. We we got a lot of 50-50 uh, battles on, on our side. So I think that's a very positive thing. You guys have now won two out of the first three games on this very important seven-game homestand. Nine out of the ten that started with this homestand or at home to end the month of December. Um, do you guys go into each game treating it as like this is a big stretch of the season or is it more just take it one game at a time? Yeah, it's a huge uh, time of the season. Uh, we knew, uh, you know, going on the road trip to, uh, you know, we had this, uh, you know, whole month at home and, and we wanted to set ourselves up to be in a good position uh, to get some wins here at home. And, uh, you know, you want to you wanna be a, a tough team to play against and this want to make this a tough building to come in for, for every team. So I think, uh, you know, we started off well and we got to continue that, to, you know, really uh, print our identity into this arena and, and teams know that when they come here, it's going to be a hard night. Any surprise that uh, Reimer was able to come back out and play as well as he did tonight after the little layoff? Yeah, I mean he has uh, he has been so great for us. So uh, you know at this point, it just you know you know what to expect from him, and we love playing in front of him, and he's been amazing. So another you know incredible game for him, and, and you know helping us get those two points. You know, you guys all seem like you're in a very good space mentally right now. The team seems to be getting along very well. Do you feel like you're gaining confidence right now? Like you go into this game, a game against Dallas, who ostensibly you're better than, you take care of business. Do you feel like, you know, it's great that you've gotten these wins against teams like a Carolina, like Calgary, but now this is a team that you feel like, hey, our record's better than them. We should just take care of business at home. And you do go out and do that. Yeah, for us, it's, uh, you know, we have the mentality. We go into every game and we know we can we can beat everybody in this league so I think that's where we got to be at and that's uh, you know if we outwork teams we're gonna you know we can beat anybody so I think definitely the confidence is here we, we believe in the group and uh, that's that's important I think uh, if everybody uh, believes in it and uh, you know knows he can count on the guy next to him I think that uh, brings a lot to the team and is it always going to be a little bit weird going against Pavelski yeah, it's, uh, you know, playing with him, it's, uh, it's pretty special. And, uh, you know, just what he's achieved and what he's brought to this organization and get the chance uh, to play with him when I came into the league and, and, and learn from him. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely special. And, uh, yeah, it was great to see him again. Obviously, play, didn't play him last year, so it was nice to see him on the ice again. Right on, Timo, man. Appreciate your time. Another great effort. Keep it rolling, all right? All right. Thanks, you. Thanks. All right, that was Timo Meyer after last night's game joining us on Morning Tide. And yeah, another awesome performance from him and just the type of performance I expect from the Sharks where you go out and you beat a team that you're better than. And in no small part was that due to the play of James Reimer. Here's Bob Bugner. Yeah, um, I thought he was our best player in the first period. Give us a chance. Um, you know, they came out hard. Um, he just looked pretty poised in there all night. Um you know, I think we fed off that a little bit and uh, felt comfortable being in a one nothing game for a long time until we got the second one. And Reimer, of course, he was the Sharks' best player in the first period. He had to see a lot of shots. He took care of business. But he talked about, you know, his first start in almost two weeks. Ah, good, good. I mean, um, <clears throat> felt maybe just a little rusty in the first. I think that's kind of to be expected. You just, uh, I mean, obviously you plan for the best, um, hope for the best, but um, kind of give yourself a little grace if you're, Feel the rusting. I thought just as the game went on, I, I settled in more and more, and so um, yeah, I felt felt pretty good for uh, for uh, first game back and and not uh, being on the ice for a while. 
Now, I think a thing that we all noticed is that he saw a flurry of shots as Dallas went after him hard in that first period, and he was able to absorb all of it. He asked if that was nice to see that many shots in the first period to kind of get him back into his rhythm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, any goalie, you like to feel pucks, but especially when you haven't played in a while, it's nice to uh, nice to feel and get some touches and, and whatnot. And so, um, you know, they're a, good, they're a really good team over there. And uh they do a good job of getting traffic and, and whatnot, so um, they made it hard on us. But, um, again, it was one of those nights where our guys just battled uh, so hard and, and uh, just uh, worked their butts off. So, um, you know, just uh, so impressed with, uh, with our urgency and our, and our compete level. I also loved we got this really cool story from Reimer about a couple of fans sitting behind him and trying to get his attention. Well, I'll, I'll let him explain it. And so one, uh, I'll, we'll, we'll tell you one story, too. You'll like it, um, and I don't know their names, so if they're if they're watching this, you know, thanks a lot. We uh, in the uh, uh, when they were viewing the goal, I had four fans were banging on the glass, and usually I don't pay attention because usually they're just trying to like get in your head or something. And uh, but there are fans, so why would our fans be trying to get in my head? So they kept like pointing at the ice, and I was like, that's that's weird. What are they doing? They kept, but they're adamant pointing at the ice, and so I uh, I finally looked down, and and uh, one of my straps had come off, and it was. It was uh, flopping on the ground. It had broken. So, so uh, part of the win tonight is, is to those four fans behind the net that, uh, that helped me out. So if you are those fans, good on you for helping Rhyme, helping us get the win. Because I, I like stuff like that. And you can tell, I mean, this is the thing. Like, if I was playing in an NHL game, God forbid, you know, I would probably be in a sheer panic most of the time. And that's kind of how I imagine players are. But they're not because they're not like me. They're clearly cool and calm and relaxed. And hearing Reimer explain that story about he's having a laugh about somebody telling him his equipment is broken. I just, I don't know. I just Athletes are different, folks. I'll put it that way. Um, we've talked about Eric Carlson and what an unbelievable run he's on right now, looking exactly like the type of guy we expect him to be. And this is what he talked about his defensive game overall because Bob Bugner said he's playing some of the best defense he's seen him play. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I think it's a team as a whole. I think everybody's doing a good job and, and making good reads in the defensive zone and, and um, you know, really working hard at it, which makes it easier easier to read out there for everyone, not only me. And um, So I don't know if it's, uh, you know, me playing better defense. I think it's more collectively as a group. I think that we're all uh, doing a great job and, and, you know, both goaltenders for us uh, have, have, played, uh, have played good. That, that makes you forget a lot of the mistakes that happen out there. And, um, you know, it, it builds some confidence. So, um, you know, I think as a group, we, we feel good and, uh, you know, we feel confident in, in you know, the way that uh, we're defending this year. Carlson giving the team credit before himself. All right, we're out of time on this morning's Morning Tide. I will see you all on Wednesday morning after the Sharks play the Kraken for the first time ever. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.